Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning. Happy Sunday. So good to see your beautiful faces. I want to start just by commending uh, those of you who make it a priority to be here as often as you can. It makes a difference for you, of course, and for us, because we love to experience your beautiful energy. And you add to what's happening in the collective. Every one of us have an important role to play in what happens, the experience that we step into on Sunday mornings. But... As I mentioned, I really want to just honor those of you who make the time and make the space in your schedule to be here because the people that I have seen experience the most transformation as a result of being connected to Heartway are those who stick with it for the long haul. It's very easy to turn this into like a fast food convenience thing, right? It's like, yeah, I'll go when I'm able to and when I want to, and please do, please do. That's awesome. And also, those of you who are like, you know what, I'm going to make an extra effort just to to be here. I know that the transformation that you will experience will be tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. Just because you being here, hearing these words of life, hearing these words of truth is bound to have an effect on you. The scriptures say that the word of God never returns void. You know, so when that word is spoken and that seed is planted, even if it's not having an effect on you now in this moment, you can leave, you can hear a message, and nothing seems to be different after the service. But five months later, when you're going through a crisis, that seed that was planted may begin to sprout at the perfect time. And so thank you for being here. Love you. Honor you and grateful that we get to share this experience together. I feel like you being here is already evidence that the grace of God is at work in your life. Think about how many people in your life would benefit from hearing these words, from being in this atmosphere. And there's so many different places that we could be on a Sunday morning, but we are here. And so I honor you and I thank you so much for coming. So the message that I have for you today is called The Circle of Life. And if, as I say that, you do not automatically think about the Lion King or Elton John, something is wrong with you people, okay? (laughs) I listened to that song several times this week just because this was the title of my sermon and I loved it. I was just jamming out in my car. It was so great. So great. No, we're not going to play it today. I'm not going to sing it for you, Mel, okay? I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I thought about it. Uh, So have you noticed that life 
almost always tends to come full circle. I get a front seat at this being around people who are dying. You know, we start our lives as children, totally dependent on other people for our nourishment and our well-being. And then we grow up a little bit and we become independent. We take care of ourselves. But then some more time passes and that cycle continues. And at the end of our lives, it's almost like we become little children again. I was talking to somebody several months ago and I'll never forget these words. He's like, you know, I never imagined that my father who cleaned my behind when I was little would one day need me to do the same thing for him, but here we are. Isn't it crazy how parents and children eventually change roles? The scriptures have a lot to say about this circle of life. Look at what it says here. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 19. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. Romans chapter 11 and verse 36. All things come from God, exist through God, and return to God. Do you see the cyclical pattern here? Everything is cyclical. History is cyclical and tends to repeat itself. There are cyclical generational patterns that we see within our own families, within the different systems and organizations within our world. Some theologians and philosophers even describe God with the symbol of a circle. Look at this statement that has always fascinated me. I don't know who it originated with, but it says, God is a circle whose center is everywhere and circumference is nowhere. If you study other religious traditions or spiritual paths, people from all different walks of life and cultures, they use the symbol of the circle to describe God, life, existence, the universe. It's almost as if there's this universal human understanding that life operates within this cyclical and circular pattern. Even if you look at the planets, the stars, the suns, the moons, the galaxies in our universe, they're all circular, unless, of course, you're a flat earther. Are there any of those in here? I mean, you're accepted, but I'm not judging you, but it's just a little weird, okay? Those exist. I was in the barbershop. And they were having this whole debate about this. I was like, wow, you really went down the rabbit hole with this. And you're like staking your life on the flat earth thing. All right, bro. More power to you. Great. Even the earth orbits around the sun, right? It's this circular pattern. You see this in, in nature. You see this in your life. You see this in history. You see this pattern even in God. So what is it about this symbol of the circle that has captured the imagination of so many people from so many different walks of life, so many different cultures, so many different religions? One of the first lessons that we learn from this symbol is that life is infinite in nature. Think about the concept of infinity 
Okay, like a circle, the universe has no beginning or end. It is continuous. A lot of us never take the time to reflect on the limitlessness of God and life and the universe. But it's a good thing to reflect on your finite existence within the context of the infinite in order to put your life in proper perspective, to place you in right relationship with the whole of life. Infinite means beyond our ability to comprehend. See, some of us speak so definitively about that which we think we know. But if God is infinite and you are finite, how in the world can your mind fully capture everything that God is? So just by virtue of the fact that God is limitless, that the universe is infinite and you are limited and you are finite. Some humility is in order when it comes to our discussions about God and life and existence and reality and the universe. Imagine for a moment that we could zoom out and go to the edge of our galaxy. If you could zoom out and go to the edge of our Milky Way galaxy and look at the Earth, the whole planet Earth, it would be nothing more than a little tiny grain of sand, if that. Now imagine, let's just pretend we could go to the edge of our universe if there even is such a thing, right? Let's go, let, let's go all the way back to the edge of the universe. What would the earth be in comparison to that? Literally nothing. So imagine you as an individual in comparison to the whole. Who and what are you? Nada, nothing, zilch. Aren't you so encouraged this morning at Heartway? <laughs> You always get these good messages, man. But you got to be reminded somewhere that you are nothing, that from dust you came into dust you will return. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. <laughs> That's just the job God has for me, I guess. So if you are basically nothing, you're going to tell me you have all the answers to the universe's mysteries just because you watched a couple YouTube videos or searched something on Wikipedia? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody, please. But this is how we act. This is how we talk. This is how we think. There's a reason why the philosophers speak of God as being transcendent, beyond us in every way. Spirituality is meant to connect you to that power that is greater than yourself. And so in humility and in reverence and in awe and wonder, we, we bow down before the mystery. That's what I love about worship. That's what I love about this idea of praying on your knees. Sometimes you got to go old school sometimes, people. Let's not forget these things. There's a reason why people bow and prostrate, right? It's humility, it's humility before the mystery of existence. It allows you to live in wonder and awe. 
So God is infinite. Life is infinite. The circle represents that. The circle also represents the interdependence of all things. Okay, there are many perceived differences that we have on the surface level. Many differences and distinctions that we make amongst ourselves as human beings. But just like a circle, we're all connected to one another. We are all a part of this vast cosmic web of life. And I want to make a point out of this because a lot of us as human beings tend to think that we are superior to the rest of nature. We think this whole thing is shaped like a pyramid, a hierarchy, and the animals are down here, and human beings, we're up here, and then's the angels, and then there's God. No, no, no. Get that pyramid out of the way. This is not a hierarchy. You are not here to dominate everything. I'm sorry to tell you. You are a part of this cosmic web of life, this circular existence where everything is dependent on everything else. So your actions have consequences that extend far beyond just you. Your actions have consequences for the entire web of life that you are connected to. So how you treat nature is how you're treating yourself. How you treat other people is how you are treating you. Wherever God is moving humanity in the future, we won't get there unless we go together. That's why this work that we're doing here at Heartway is so important. Because Heartway is one of these really rare communities where we're trying. It's not easy, but we're trying to figure out how we can do this all together without necessarily having to think the same way without having to believe everything exactly the same way. So we unite around shared values like love and empathy and compassion. These values that can remain present even in the midst of our distinctions and differences. Okay, the, the voting time is coming soon, everybody. Right? And you know how the world gets. You know how Facebook gets. You know how it is on Instagram when things start going crazy. And I always love the messages that I get to preach in moments like that. Just kind of bringing people back to reality and reminding them that everyone and everything in this life is an expression of God. There is one energy, one power, one life force that surges through all things. And if you can learn how to see the divine in every person, in every individual, if you can learn how to remove the distinctions between you and nature and others and begin to walk in harmony, this world becomes a better place. But harmony is not possible if we think it's just about agreeing with each other. How can we ever get to the point where every human being thinks the same? Do we really think that's possible? Okay, so then what's the, what's the alternative then? We got to get rid of the people that don't think like us. <laughs> but this is what humans do. This is how wars are started. This is how people have died. And I'm so glad we get to laugh about it in this room. But there are times when this gets really serious out there in the world. And so never forget that you are a part of a web of life 
that is interconnected, and there is no hierarchy, we are all equal. Everyone shares value and dignity. The interconnectedness of life, powerful, powerful truth that comes from this notion of, of the circle. Another beautiful truth that the symbol of the circle points to is the truth of wholeness. Wholeness. Wholeness meaning completeness. The way that I define wholeness is the acceptance and the integration of every aspect of yourself. The good and the bad, the light and the dark, the pretty and the ugly. Most of us tend to deny those aspects of ourselves that are less favorable. What, that hap what, what happens as a result of that is it creates conflict within ourselves. So now there's this internal struggle in us between who we are and who we think we need to be. So the byproduct of that now is guilt and shame. When you feel guilt and you feel shame, now you start to hide. When you hide from other people, you block yourself off from being seen and genuinely loved for who you are. When you don't feel seen and loved for who you are, you start to feel very inadequate. You start to look for validation outside of yourself. And life becomes very miserable that way. Because you're living as a shell of who you truly are at your core. Wholeness means I am no longer anxious about my imperfections. This is who I am. The good and the bad. The light and the dark. And when you can embrace those inner contradictions within yourself, now you can do the same for other people. And you also gain the freedom to allow others to accept you or reject you as they see fit. Because whether they accept you or reject you, you have made the decision that you will be for you. And it's good to know that God is for you, but unless you internalize that and treat yourself the same way God treats you, it won't mean anything. So I can say God loves you. But until you start to love you, until that translates into you loving you, it won't mean anything in the world. So to live in wholeness means I understand that I am complete as I am. Yes, there's always room for growth. But at my core and at my essence, if nothing about me changed, if all my bad habits remained the same, I would still have infinite worth, infinite value, infinite dignity in the sight of God. To live like that and walk like that now takes off this anxiety of you not being where you think you should be. When we start getting into this world of self-improvement and personal development, it's very easy to, to, to slip into guilt and shame. I mean, that's just the name of the game when it comes to religion oftentimes. But the same can be said when it comes to just trying to improve yourself as a human being because you just never get to the point where you feel okay. And so, yes, you're, you're growing 
externally maybe, but on the inside, how are you feeling about yourself? What's the energy that you're embodying? So to be in full acceptance of who you are, to live in wholeness, to no longer be anxious about your imperfection, to remove that conflict from within yourself and simply be what you are, to rest and experience the ease of your own beingness and existence. That's the invitation that God gives to us every moment of every day, to walk and live in wholeness. A couple more truths. The circle of life teaches us that everything is seasonal. Everything is seasonal. So when you're going through the good times, enjoy them, savor them, make the most of them. But the worst thing you could do is cling to that. And I'm not saying that to you to scare you. I'm saying that to you so that you can really learn how to deepen your gratitude and appreciation for the good when it's there because it will not be forever. It's just the law of life. In the same way, when things are going bad, when life gets tough, when nothing is going the way that you plan for it to go, everything is temporary. Remind yourself that seasons change. God remains the same. If it wasn't for our suffering, we probably wouldn't even search for God, to be honest. So when we realize that our suffering plays such a crucial role in catalyzing our desire to seek for God, now those seasons of suffering have a purpose. They have a meaning. And we see the value in them. The good will come and it will go. The bad will come and it will go. I know it feels like you will be stuck in it forever. But it will come and it will go. Life ebbs and flows. That's, that's the way of things. So you just got to figure out how can I find a sense of sturdiness, groundedness, how can I put my anchor down so that as life ebbs and flows, I'm not like doing this, you know what I mean, with the waves. And that's why we're here. That's why we practice spirituality. That's why we build our connection and relationship to God, because that becomes your groundedness. That becomes your anchor. That's what keeps you sturdy. And then what happens on the outside becomes irrelevant because you're just totally consumed by what's happening within. And everything that happens out here is just serving to deepen your awareness of what's going on within. This is why I love the concept of resurrection. It shows us the pattern of things. There is birth, there is death, and then there is rebirth. So every ending brings a new beginning. And every new beginning eventually comes to an end. Some of us are trying to keep things alive that need to die. <laughs> really. Whether that's a relationship, an old version of yourself, a way of thinking. It's hard to let go. It's hard to let things die because it feels like a loss. 
But on the other side of every loss, there is gain. In fact, you cannot experience gain without loss. So when you're going through the loss, remind yourself that at some point in this journey, something new will flower from this. And if I keep trying to hold on to dead things, I won't see this newness of life that God is trying to bring into my existence, into my reality. So the practice becomes just letting go. See, prayer and meditation are beautiful spiritual practices, but those are spiritual practices that happen in certain moments and on certain days. But one spiritual practice that you can implement in every moment and on every day is this spiritual practice of letting go. I let go of every thought, every emotion, every assumption, every judgment, every expectation. And maybe it'll be better for you to conceive of this as handing over. Because letting go maybe just feels like, what am I letting go into? Just nothingness. You're handing it over to God. I'm handing over the concern. I'm handing over the fear. I'm handing over the problem. And I'm letting God take care of the things that I worry so much about. That's the practice. And as everything changes and everything moves, you learn how to expect the change. And when you expect change, you're better suited to adjust to it when it comes. And you're just handing it all over to God as it as it's thrown your way. That's it. That's the practice. Another reminder from the circle of life is that what goes around comes around. Thank you, Justin Timberlake, <laughs> for this point in the sermon. Did anybody see that NSYNC is back together? Are any other men excited about that other than me? I still listen to, you know, the instinct during Christmas time. Yes. You know, Christmas time. Don't qualify. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So what goes around comes back around. The way the scriptures speak of this spiritual principle, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. So whatever energy you're putting out is the energy that you will get in return. What are you putting out there into the universe? I read a quote once that said, the universe carries absolutely no debts. So whatever you give to it, it will certainly return back to you. And we should really think about this, especially when it comes to our relationships, because we're so flippant with people. When we're done with them, we discard them. We burn bridges like it's nothing. And you better believe if you just... Treat people in that way. At some point in your life, it may come back around to you in a way that you will regret. In the same way, though, if you're kind to people, if you love people, if you're good to people, that's going to come back to you, too. You take care of others when it's your turn, you'll be taken care of. I love this quote. It says, don't judge it says, judge each day, not by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. 
See, so the point isn't to do good so that good will return to you. Just know that as you go about doing good, good will come back. But don't ruin this now by doing good for the purpose of. Because now you just missed the whole point. Judge each day not by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. You just focus on planting the seeds. God will focus on bringing you the harvest. It'll probably come in the most unexpected ways and from the most unexpected of sources. But if you're the kind of person that's like, I'm so good to this person and I'm always doing things for them and they never treat me the same way, you're just going to be miserable your whole life. Don't expect anything in return from people and be careful on the expectation of return from God. It'll come, but it's not going to come the way you think it will. So just trust that it'll come. You just plant the seeds. Let God worry about the harvest. But you best believe what you reap, you will sow. So I want to focus on what am I putting out there into the universe? Good energy. Love. Compassion. Goodness. More, 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 more of that stuff. And then I open up my arms to receive when it comes back to me. And it comes back hundredfold. That's what Jesus said. You know what? Following me, you're going to have to give up a lot. A lot of relationships, mother, father, brother, sister, homes, possessions. You may have to give all of that up for me. You're releasing your attachment to all of that stuff. But the harvest you're going to get in return will be a hundredfold. That's what Jesus said. And it'll come from the most unexpected of places. Last but not least, the last truth that I want to take from this circle of life is that growth never happens in a straight line. Okay, like a circle, growth is more of like a spiral kind of thing. You end up learning the same lessons over and over again, but you learn them at different stages and at different levels, and at each stage and at each level, you have a deeper experience of that truth. So you could have known five years ago God loves me, you know, or God provides, or God is in control. Let's just use these generic platitudes. You could have known that five years ago to an extent, but then you lost everything. And God showed you that he's a provider in a way that you were not aware of back then. And that lesson that you learned at that time now means something so much more in this time. Because you're experiencing that lesson through a different circumstance and experience. Does that make sense? And so for a lot of us, it's just the same lessons that we're learning over and over again. But it's getting ingrained in us at deeper and deeper levels based on where we are in our spiritual journey. Another thing about growth and the circle is that growth never comes to an end. You never get to a point where you arrive You never get to the point where you are just the perfect human being. It doesn't work like that. Like I mentioned earlier, spirituality is the journey towards wholeness. So it's actually not about becoming perfect, as many of us think. It's about learning how to accept and embrace your imperfection. And then once you start doing that, you start healing and things start changing of their own accord. You don't even have to put that much effort towards change. 
when you release yourself into the hands of God. Because those desires that grip you so much right now, when God becomes your ultimate desire and you realize finally that God is what I've wanted this whole time, they just fall away like nothing. But until you make that recognition, that desire for this or that is going to just overtake you so much. I can't even help it. I can't control myself. I need this. Fill in the blank, right? But really, what every human being desires is happiness. And what I'm trying to convey to you here every week in our heart way is go directly to the happiness. Don't try and get to the happiness through some sort of an object. Just go straight to the happiness. How do I go straight to the happiness? You go straight within the core of your being. You go straight to God who is your source of happiness, who is your source of joy and peace. But growth never ends and growth happens in a spiral. That's why it's so foolish and ignorant to judge other people. What you think is them taking step backwards may actually be them taking 10 steps forward because it's in the moments when things are the hardest that God reveals himself to us the most. And when I've read the Bible, all I see over and over again are these amazing spiritual giants falling really hard on their face. That's part of the reason why I really like the Bible because in a lot of other cultures and traditions, all of the gurus and, and spiritual people are like perfect. Many of them are. But in the Bible, they're all screw-ups. They're human. And it's great. I mean, even, we, you know, we, we deify Jesus to such an extent that we, we ignore his humanity. But even Jesus has some real human moments where he gets pissed off. And he calls a woman a dog. And then he corrects his mistake. Y'all didn't read that part yet? I'll read that one day. <laughs> But how foolish it is to judge other people. You have no idea what's going on within their heart. You know what I mean? There are scriptures in the New Testament that say, you know, Jesus even mentions this. He says, the kingdom of God is like a seed that is planted on the ground. And it, grow, it goes through stages of maturation. And then he says, when the seed begins to grow, and there are some branches, God prunes us. He prunes the branches to produce more fruit. So there are seasons of growth and there are seasons of pruning. We think seasons of pruning means we're going backwards. Oh, they may not, they, they're, they're not as connected to God as they said they were. When in reality, it's the pruning that is making way for even more abundance of growth. So we can't judge other people and where they are on their spiritual journey on the basis of what we're seeing happening on the surface level because you don't know the heart. And what seems like regression from God's vantage point is actually just advancement. What's the difference? If I'm regressing and learning, I'm advancing. And if I think I'm advancing, maybe I'm not. To end, I want to read this beautiful poem that I came across, The Cycle of Life by Valsa George. Life, a miracle too deep to fathom, and each man adds to the cosmic beat. Human life completes its cyclic round, passing through stages four. 
beginning with childhood, skipping through youth and middle age, and ending in crippling old age, precisely as the seasons of the year. Each stage has its thrills and fills, marked by distinct traits. If childhood is an age of play, youth, a transition from play to work. Middle age, a time when passions are tempered. And old age, a gradual transfer from sweat to rest. Thus, life sprouts, blooms, fades, and ebbs away as plants through the seasons four. Each stage is a link in the chain of life and birth and death just doorways in and out. Life, after completing its earthly round, through vexing trials and waning joys, shall enter a world beyond the reach of thought. Can we still say life is an empty dream? Sure, we wake to sleep and sleep to wake, and the cycle goes on and on, relentless. The circle of life, everybody. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the wisdom in which you have created all things. Help us to become aware of the cyclical nature of life and existence so that we don't cling too tightly to any moment, any person, any experience, but instead cling only to you. You are the one constant in the midst of life's inevitable changes. And so we thank you, God, for the beautiful mystery that you are. We humble ourselves before it. May we live lives that are connected to one another and to all of nature, knowing that everything is an expression of you. May we walk in wholeness and completeness, integrating and accepting every aspect of ourselves. May we come to recognize that everything comes in seasons. That what goes around comes back around. And that growth never happens in a straight line. We thank you, God, for molding us and shaping us through the different experiences of our life. And we ask that you continue to work on us, God. May we hold within our consciousness the truth that we are totally complete as we are and we are works in progress. We thank you for your love. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. It's the circle of life. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. Have a great week. See you at the beach Saturday if you want to come.